Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Today we got episode nine of New Money Talks. Hell yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was one. a strong one. Yeah, Our last yeah. one was tough to beat, but I think that no, was I think that he, 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 he came in strong with That was a good nine. one. The tonality and everything. <laughs> he has it all. I love it. All right. So uh, we're going to have a fun conversation today. Uh, we got a good friend, Jose Betancourt. Uh, he's a local uh, New Jersey slash New York native, um, and he is an up and coming. I, I'd say up and coming because the last time we spoke, you were up and coming, but I think you've done some pretty impressive things since, since we spoke like a year and a half, two years ago um, in the kind of film space, right? You have a lot of uh, e-commerce and non-e-commerce uh, related clients and you do a lot regarding uh, content creation and cinematography and everything regarding a camera. You're just an absolute beast, a unit all around. He even helped us set up the nice, set up uh, all the the, nice, the, the nice dynamic within this yeah, room. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're listening and whether you have any interest in cinematography and filming or not, um, I think there's a lot to learn just from his entrepreneurial hustle because uh, there was when we first initially met, there was a lot of you know myself that I saw in you when you were initially on the come up, when you were grinding, when you were hustling, calling different people, emailing, figuring out how to get gigs. And I think you've come a very long way. And I think there's a, a lot, uh, a lot to go for all of us. But um, yeah, this is kind of it's a little bit. We're just having a conversation, but it's also your spotlight to kind of share a little bit more about your story what got you here, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, New Money Talks. We have free-flowing conversation here. As you can see, the uh, you know, as some of you behind the camera and behind the, the microphone might not be able to see, but we got a very interesting and unique setup here. Um, we, we, we try not to have too much fancy and expensive equipment because we're new money. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get right into it. So why don't we start off by just sharing a little bit more about yourself and we'll let the conversation spin off from here. So tell me how you got here. Tell me uh, where you, you know, what your, what your background is, where you came from, and how you got to where you are today. Awesome. So yeah, no, first things first, I mean, thank you. Pleasure to be here. I mean, that's the first thing I got to say, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to do a good introduction, you know? I think, <laughs> For uh, sure. Dude, three hustlers in here, three young guys making money. I think that's as inspirational as it gets, you know? So, uh, but no, yeah, man, I mean, I, you know, my story is actually very, very corny, as I was just quickly mentioning to Josh before. Um, you know, I came, I mean, I'm not going to go all the way back, but Basically, when I came in here from Venezuela the second time around after Latin America did to my country what Latin America is best for, you know, corruption, blah, 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 yada, yada, all the good stuff. I came in here, man, and, you know, I got two jobs. One of, I actually got like three jobs in a warehouse. So I got oh, a job in a warehouse. Really? Okay. Eventually, I got a job as a server, which, you know, if you're an immigrant and, and like you don't have much, bro, getting a job as a server is like getting a diploma. Like, that's like the main <laughs> yeah, thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's like really good, good money, tips, whatever. And then eventually I quit, man. And I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's something that's a common theme for, for many young guys, especially now. Yeah. Especially now, there's a lot of content stuff and you're able to see what you are able to accomplish as an entrepreneur. And yeah, the same was for me. I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I said, I got to learn how to do sales. Real sales. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking Best Buy sales, bands. <laughs> I'm talking real yeah. sales, you know? And um, I got a job in an HVAC company. So HVAC, for those of you who don't know, it's basically heating, ventilation, air conditioning. And uh, yeah, man, I was, it was four employees. It was a four employees companies and I was doing Wolf of Wall Street sales. Oh, you were hustling oh, out yeah. there. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Wolf of, you know, cold calling, you know, getting rejected, pounding on the phone, just going at it, boom, over and over again. And again, and, and he was like, with contractors, man, you know, which we all know, like these are the guys that are out in the field, like really putting the hard work. Yeah. And I was like 18, man, I t 18. I was relatively brought up in a silver spoon, my mouth, you know, in Venezuela. And then it was all crazy. And I worked in that company for eight months. And in there, that place, I learned, you know, that discipline, that hustle, that like going out and get what you want that has to be in sales. But then eventually, yeah, dude, at one point, I just, you know, woke up one day, I opened up my lid, my computer, you know, with the 150 list of contractors that I got to call. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. 
And um, you know, I had to tell my I had to tell my friends and like I had to tell because the companies that are working with the rest of my friends and it was freaking hard to make that decision. You know, but then yeah, I told him that I, I wanted to I wanted to leave and so I did. And then I was like, I'm gonna be an influencer. I'm gonna be a YouTuber. And I and I was very aware that it was gonna take years, at least that's what I thought, years to actually make money. So I was ready to get my, my job as a lifeguard in the summer, you know, work and some other stuff yeah. until I made it. But then I was like, you know what, man, wait a minute. What if I actually start, you know, making content for other people? I don't necessarily have to make money. Like, that's one way to do it, you know, being a YouTuber. But another way to do it is actually making content for other people. And so I got myself in a mentorship and, and yeah, man, the rest of history. When I was in that mentorship, I mean, obviously, Josh, we just met, right? But we kind of, like, when, we always, when I was in that mentorship, I did events, I did restaurants, I did construction, I did all sorts of different things. And then eventually I landed on products when I was working with them. And I was like, this is the most freaking fun thing there is because you got to grab this product and then make an ad in 15 30 seconds that sells it and if you don't then you're not performing no. so it's gonna like how do how are you able to tell this whole story of a brand and sell it in 15 30 seconds and it was just the best thing ever and yeah man after that it's just growing you know it's just really learning about sales and then yeah. other stuff too right like For the sure. management uh the time management the discipline the personal stuff and Dude, it's just been going from there, man. And, and you know, now we're here. I'm pretty sure it's going to go well because I love yeah. talking about business. No, I think yeah. it's interesting. So, like, you do, like, e-commerce videos in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, like performance-based marketing videos, right? Yeah. So, it's, like, problem, solution, product, this type oh, of thing. Exactly. Hook, all that. Exactly, out, right? exactly. So, it's it's a bit it's a bit different because here's the thing, right? It's, like, I think, I, I think especially in the cinematography, photography, and film industry, right? Um, you have a lot of people that focus on the artistic view. Like Kyle, you've worked with a lot of creators. You probably have worked with a lot of creators. And I guarantee you've sat so many times within a table and the guy just starts talking about 4K and the frames and the shot's going to be like this and that. And you're and like, it doesn't matter for you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, 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 and it doesn't your, matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in your head, you're being like, is this going to, like, I don't care, bro. Is it going to yeah. sell or not? That's yeah. what's going in your head. But the guy is so passionate. And so what I kind of realized is that that happens a lot in the industry. You get, you tend to let go a lot by the creative side. Mm. So what I really focus on with like the content that I create is like, no, let's focus on the sales side. You know, like, yeah, you know, let's make it pretty because if it's not, it's not going to work. But let's focus on the sales side. Like, what are you showing and things like that? And so, um, especially when it comes into like, for example, clothing, clothing is a great example. It's like, because you got to sell the brand, not just the product, right? Like, not just the shirt, but like, yeah. oh, is it, is it luxury? Is it beachwear? Is it whatever? And so you got to go out there and shoot it, but then make it interesting. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's artistic stuff, but it's very, very business focused. Definitely. And, and yeah. how'd you find that niche of e-commerce videos? Cause that's like, that's pretty specific, you know, like yeah, obviously yeah. people watching probably dropshippers, e-commerce guys, like, so are we, but like, I've never met like a person in the United States, first of all, who does, <laughs> usually these guys like in the Philippines or like these type of countries, <laughs> yeah, yeah. mostly yeah, yeah. editing as mostly just editing. You're just like, Hey, here's yeah. the product. Like go find a video on Facebook or YouTube or Google, et cetera. And just like up. chop it up and put my logo on it. Period. Yeah, yeah. It's not an actual person that I meet. Right. So like, how'd you actually find that niche and like, be like, Oh shoot, this is like, there's an opportunity. Like, like, what did you do to, kind of figure that out so well the first project that i had with e-commerce with the cloud we did oh, really yeah so we did we did the album covers which i very mm -hmm. remember very vividly we did the yeah. album what, covers. what was that what was that product um it, they were like basically custom album covers so you would submit like a picture with you and like a family member a pet whatever oh, like and the then, plastic ones yeah, yeah and yeah. then you can customize like the song title the date Got the timeline it. yeah yeah it was cool product brand flop but for sure <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first one that we did and then, and you gotta keep this in mind, man. He tells me that again. Let me tell you how that introduction happened. He uploads his story. I haven't spoken to him in like years, years. man. He uploads his story yeah. and he says, like, I'm looking for a product videographer. And I hadn't done product before, but I knew I knew I fulfilled the videographer part. So I'm like, yo, you know, I'll make it happen. You know, I, I'm I'm that guy that is like, if I want to do it and I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out once I'm there. 
Hey, hey, wait, wait. Clip that for the shorts, right? People gotta listen to that. It's like, hey, yeah. it's like Gilly knew half of it, right? But he's like, hey, look, like I got half of it. I'm gonna figure out the other. Figure half. out the rest of it. Hey, Kyle, like, what do you want me to do? I'll, yeah, literally. If you need it, I'll figure I'll it figure out. out. Right? That's literally what happened. I uh -huh, showed up, yeah. dude. I showed up. I showed up in his apartment with this one man band, and I'm pretty sure, dude, I had like two lights, a camera, the chopper. I'm like, yo, what are we doing? Yeah. And then he's literally telling me, all right, bro, we're doing this, and I'm like, like we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> like, okay, we'll figure it out. And so we shoot the albums, right? We shoot all the pictures. And uh, yeah, it was good. And then keep this in mind though, as I said, somebody tells you, okay, for the first time, like, yo, I do products. What, before knowing about e-commerce, what goes through your head is clothing, shoes, jewelry. But then you get there and he's like, oh, it's an album cover. And you're like, how the, f am I going to shoot this? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, like reflective <laughs> and it's like transparent. <laughs> oh, shoot. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And so we did that. sizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that project. And then the second time around, he's like, okay, I need to shoot another product. I'm like, all right, cool. So now we're going with the shoes and the clothes. No, it's a Raven lamp, man. <laughs> Raven lamp. A, oh, I remember that. Let me describe this product because for those who are listening in e-commerce, this was a killer product. I scaled it to almost a half a million a month. Ooh. And one of the, I think two of the images that did well were the ones that we, we shot with you, right? So um, yeah, when you talk about investing in content to get an outcome like that, it's like, all right, what's a couple of grand to a couple hundred grand in return? But anyways, that product was literally, it was actually a, cr it was a crow. Yeah. So it was a it was a lamp that you can basically drill into your wall or you can set up on your nightstand and it was a crow but crow lamp doesn't sound sexy. So I said let me just make it a raven lamp. No one's going to fucking know whether it's a crow <laughs> or a raven. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and I would get a couple of comments that were like uh this is a crow from someone who's like a diehard bird person, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But like no, nah, at the end of the day that was a great pro it's one of those like very unique products to sell but yeah, it's things that that you know photographers that that content creators don't don't think of selling but once you get once you experience it, once you get to hold it and you're like, oh shit, we got to drill this into the wall. We got to figure yeah, out the yeah. angles. That yeah. was an interesting one. Yeah. So, this, this, this is interesting though. So like the, so it, your business in a sense, right? Started where like you saw a post on Instagram, Kyle's posting this stuff. You swipe up. You're like, yeah, I could do this kind of. Out, Not yeah. really, but I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the first shot with him. Successful. And then he hits you back for the second shot. So now you're in business, right? Yeah. yeah so it's like, so what happened after that, right? So you recorded the, the Raven lamp or like the crow lamp, whatever the hell it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. called. We, we made it. We made it. And uh, yeah, dude, I remember we were like rolling around. We went to his house. We were like, bro, we were rolling around in different places shooting all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was down. And I'm like, all right, yo, let's make it happen. You know, whatever works. And so we did that. And I remember this. I literally told him, my dude, you know what? I really like e-commerce. How do you even work? And I, and I, yeah. he took like five to 10 minutes to be like, oh, you can research companies here on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And I like that. And yeah, dude, like after that, I just didn't go back. Like after that, I was just like, I don't care if like, I got to make this work, man. Like that whole thing about e-commerce and stuff, I kind of realized it. But I think it's also different because I think you, Cal, like you, and you know this as an e-commerce, those type of products that are incredibly super niche, they work yep. for e-commerce. Yeah. But like any other person wouldn't really think about that. So then eventually I transitioned into more traditional e-commerce stuff. So as I said, like clothing, footwear, watches. I actually did watches for quite a while. Like I was literally just shooting watches I've, for I've different seen, brands. I've been seeing that all over like your page or at least yeah. in the past. And I was yeah, literally just good. doing watches. Yeah, thank you. I was so there were e-commerce brands that were selling watches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. what I realized, and again, like I didn't know this when I was working with Kyle, but I realized it later is that I think, yeah, just like you're saying, right? So the albums with a product club, the Raven Lambs or, or the Crow Lambs or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> all right? Like that, those, those were products. Is like they were, the, the other ones were a flop. The albums were a flop, so you stopped. The Ravenlands were great, so you continued. But I think one thing that you mentioned and that he mentioned some time ago is that they all have sort of like a lifespan. Yeah, you know? no, of course. Yeah. But when you think about uh, a jewelry brand or when you think about like clothing stuff, if the person is really committed to building a brand, I even think their last, their last host was talking, he was, he was like, yeah, she was talking about, hey, 
Like I, I'm thinking about doing a clothing brand later in the future in this passion project. Mm. That's the type of stuff that you want to build the brand itself. Yeah. And when you talk about companies that want to build the actual brand, not the product, because the product is the same. The product is going to be the same. All but the if products you, are the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you build up the brand, the perception of value of the brand, that's when you get to make more money. That's when you get to like build it up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like those companies, those are my clients. It's like, oh, yeah. you want to build a brand? All right, let's build up the brand. Let's make something amazing, campaigns and all of that stuff. So yeah. So, like yeah. Those. yeah, I think that's an important thing is like, it's, you know, most people, they, they go after that winning product instead of figuring out like the market they're going after or the brand that they're building and like the the niche that they're falling into and figuring out, you know, your wording, your personalization, all these things. So you almost have to go into it rather than looking for a product, you almost have to just look for a problem in the marketplace. Yeah. And then and then you can find a generic product that solves that problem, but then and then test it and figure out whether the market is responding well to it. But then you can make some small tweaks, custom modifications that are better than the existing products in the marketplace. And then you really get behind it. You understand your copy your market, your content, all of those things. And now you have a brand because you actually have a vision for it. You have some something that's unique over your competitors, which I think most yeah. people don't get right because they just go on Alibaba, AliExpress. They sell a product that everyone and their grandmother can just go ahead and, and copy and paste, import, export, and then sell. And so it's so that's kind of what we're into now. It's like before we were a lot more drop shipping. Now it's like, let's find a product that everyone else is drop shipping. Let's customize it. Yeah. And now let's build a brand around it. Yeah. And then And you have a little bit more time to kind of, to, to do it right, to build good content, to build a good website, to, to kickstart your organic marketing, your paid traffic. You have a little bit more time because you don't have to worry too much about the competition because it's a unique product. So yeah, it's cool. And, but content is a huge part in that, right? Like I'm building, I'm starting a brand right now where we're about to get some inventory for it. And it's like, we got to reach out to a bunch of like content creators. We have to go. That's actually a question that it can roll into, right? So now a, a big thing that is, is UGC in the content yeah. space. So how does that maybe affect your business and companies reaching out and getting like, professional style images and videos if a lot of people think oh well i can just go pay you know some 18 year old girl on tiktok 50 bucks to film a video the answer and i'm gonna get one one word <laughs> answer and then i'm gonna explain it perception sure. that's mm. it because when you think of a, <clears throat> and again i learned this through working with many companies with many marketing managers and asking them and what i learned is that as a brand you have some dude there's just so many marketing strategies and there's absolutely no reason why you should stick just to one you can do influencer marketing, you can do UGC, you can do you know, uh, social media campaigns, you could do billboards if you have a budget, you can do TV ads if that's for your target audience. There's just so many ways that you can do marketing. So here's the thing is that, obviously as a brand, right, if you start out, you wanna get some of that influencer marketing. First of all, because that way it's like you're getting your product in the hands of all these audience from a reliable source. It's like back in the days before influencer marketing was a thing, that's what you would do with, with like a magazine article or like a, a mm -hmm. newspaper article. I actually did work with this company that was a drink, a drinks company. And dude, I talked to the, to the marketing manager, I was talking to her and she goes, and she was telling me the importance of PR. She said, listen, mm -hmm. I got a guy in the New York Times and I paid him, I think he was like, I paid him, I got him to do an article, a review. He's like a drinks reviewer, you know, like mm -hmm. cocktail and stuff like that. She said, I got him to do an article on my brand. And just of that article, I made like 70% of the revenue for a month, just from one article. And wow. so that's PR and influencer marketing is the same thing, right? You're getting a guy that's reliable and all he's always to listen to him. Now, UGC, just like you mentioned, right? You're paying on an 18-year-old girl, man. This is like, yo, make the content and get it and make it happen. But then at the end of the day, it's like, as I said, when you're trying to build that brand, right? At some point, again, it depends on like where your target audience is. But if you want to be perceived as like a legit brand, let me, let me see how I can explain this. It's like, if you have a white t-shirt, it may be like 20 bucks. If you have a white t-shirt with the right logo on it, it might be 120 bucks. Yeah. So how do you, how do you build out the value of that logo? Yeah. You got to do influencer, you got to collaborations, you're going to do stuff like that. But if you're running an advertising campaign with an 18 year old girl, 
And that's the first touch point that anyone is seeing that a cold audience who doesn't know about you is seeing on your brand, forget it, your perception is out. But if you want to start building yeah. that, that professional per perception of like, oh, this company is credible, this company is legit, this company is like, it's growing, it's a legitimate brand, you got to start to get that professional content out. And so it's true. I mean, and I get it all the time. It's like, dude, when I'm talking to clients, they're like, oh, you know, why, why would I pay, say, for example, like two grand or like three grand for a video when I can just pay like 500 bucks for, for this guy in India who's just going to do an ad and, you mm -hmm. know, it's going to work just fine. Yeah. And then the thing is like, well, first of all, yeah, that, that $500 video is just going to be, probably you may not even get any business out of it. Second of all, if I guarantee you grab that video and you make an ad out of it, it's not going to work. And so all of those, like as I said, like UGC content, which is super huge, user-generated content is like, it's only a little piece of the puzzle. If you're talking about like really competing with like bigger brands, and by the way, I'm not talking about Nike, as I said, I'm not talking yeah, Nike, yeah. I'm not talking Louis V, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about all those micro brands that probably have like 20, 30, 15,000 followers that have a community. You can't compete with those brands if you don't have professional content. You just can't. Mm -hmm. There's literally no other way to do it. Yeah. And so as I said, man, yeah, it's like user-generated content is great to build credibility. To show people like, okay, yeah, if I buy from them, I'm not going to get scammed. But at the end of the day, like you need to get the professional content to show them, oh, wait a minute, this is not just a shirt. Like this is, this is a movement. This definitely. is a community. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, something yeah. better. I think, I think you definitely did a hybrid of both. But, exactly. but I think with UGC, there, it requires a lot more volume in order to find something that hits. Whereas with a professional style video, if you, if you get five really good professional style videos, scripted, well thought out, like it's much, you're much more likely that one out of five of those is going to do really well. Yeah. And you're going to be able to take clips from that, put them on your website make like almost like infomercials or like you can make what's called an advertorial, which is a landing page. that's like disguised as an article, mm -hmm. but you have that content that you can use on multiple platforms. That's like, it can be professional and it can be tailored towards like, you know, maybe an older demographic, but can also hit younger people. And regardless, it's going to be perceived as high end, but then the UGC is cool, but you know, you need more volume, right? You might need like a yeah. hundred of those for one or two videos to pop off. But like when it does it, there are pros of that because you have the personal ability between maybe a younger audience. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 cool because both are very, very important. No, and you need to have the UGC though because it's like, it's like you can't go radical. You can't go, like yeah. as you say, it has to be both. Because if you only have the professional content, then it's just like, it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, yeah. why do they not have a review or something? Yeah, why do they right, not have right, a person? Yeah, yeah. It's, almost, you know? it's almost kind of like, like Gucci, like Louis Vuitton. Like some of the high-end brands are becoming, so like they almost have a little bit too much of a, of a high-end perception where like, they're they're not you know they're not really attracting um you know let's say people in their 20s who are like hey i want to get something that's 150 200 bucks it's like most of their products are positioned for people who you know can only spend a couple thousand dollars but on the other hand it's like they're attracting those businesses through that content exactly yeah. exactly that well that's the other thing though that kind of rolls into nicely into another topic which is like the importance of knowing your target audience and that's huge man like that's huge like and that's 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 literally one of the first questions that i ask when i'm working with a brand i'm like who is your target audience because if you're telling me like oh yeah no, my target audience is like 18 to 25 young girls that are just or like broke. in college. I'm like, yeah, bro, like my, my, my video is probably not going to do yeah. much to you, bro. <laughs> like go to college and get a couple of girls yeah, in sorority yeah. to make content for you. That's going to do way better than what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So it, it also kind of depends on that. But as I said, it's it sort of, it's sort of, it's, it's huge in that perception. And something that I'm finding too is that when you're working, as I said, when you're working with like brands that are a bit more established, dude, like if you get, let's just say those five professional videos that you made and you're launching a campaign, those five videos, if you upload three of them onto your, onto your reels, literally organic content, and you have like 5,000 followers, you can upsell a lot of your current customers of those three videos. So you're already going to make a lot of money on that one. And then you grab those other two videos and you're running an ad. So now you're targeting a cold audience and you're making money off that one. 
And then you can grab the best video of the first three that you did organic that worked the best. You know it's going to hit. You'd run another ad from that probably a month from now. And before you know it, you sell out your entire collection in a month, mm -hmm. which is five videos. So it's like a lot of utilities that you can do. And usually, as I said, you, I mean, as I said, obviously this is something you guys could also speak to, but like when you have UGC content and you want to run an ad as of that, it's like, a, it's like a gamble. It's like, mm -hmm. it, it may either work or it may not. It might not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I think something interesting that you brought up to that I'm curious about too, because like a lot of service-based businesses, it's about like building out an, an offer to sell to people, right? Yeah. So it's like, you learn a lot about someone you worked at the HVAC company, right? Like probably did a whole bunch of like cold calls and Jordan Belford, you know, the, the whole like boiler room stuff. But also now as you build your business, like you're building out packages for these brands, right? You're like, hey, like you need this content, but this is what I can offer you, right? I, I think I, I'm interested for you to like kind of walk us through like what does a package look like and how did you like think of this package, right? right. Like, uh, is it like, hey, I'll make five videos? Is it like a six month campaign? Like, like what does that actually look like? Because I'm, I'm curious to see like what are brands looking for? What have you packaged together? Like, how did you come up with that whole entire thought process like a, a bunch of people care about that right it's like hey yeah. even for our businesses we, we we sell like a service right right and we have to like package it as like a product um and we're always like tweaking it to kind of build a good offering right so like i'll let you like go but like, like yeah I, i'm curious like what, what do you have on that so what i've kind of realized is that there is like three this is like the easiest way that i've been able to categorize it there's like three three types of businesses either one of them they're having they need help with traffic it's like they're literally just starting out and they have no traffic at all and they're like i don't know how to get traffic the second type of business is they're getting a lot of traffic, but they're getting zero conversion. Like they're, a lot of people are seeing it, but then nobody's buying. It's like, it's a lot of in the car, but then nobody's buying. And then the last issue is people who have good traffic, good conversion. And they're like, we have this huge community, these full car customers, we want to upsell them all of them. So it's like, based from those, like the first thing that I do is like figure out on which of those three steps those people are. And then we start building up a package. So it's like most, not, none of the packages that I do are generic, but I do have a really good idea of what type of content a company needs. Based on what we're talking about, like based on the target audience, mm -hmm. based on where they're starting out and things like that. Like, for example, if it's a brand that has like no traffic or nothing like that, I may give them and they have no idea about advertising. They're like, I have no clue. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to make you spend thousands of dollars that are not going to hurt your bank. So let's just do two videos or one video. And I know it's going to be good and I'll make it good for you so you can test it out so you can learn and at least do it with a good creative asset. Yeah, because like this is actually one of the things that a uh, marketing manager that I talked to told me. And she was like, listen, if you're going to put money on an advertising campaign, you might as well do it with a good creative. If you don't, you're just yeah. throwing money down the drain. Yeah. Right? It's, pretty yeah. much, it's the same money. You yeah, know, you're just true. spending might as well do it properly. And so the first thing is like figuring out what type of content they need. And it just goes from that. It's like, okay, target audience, is it UGC? Is it influencer marketing? Is it, you know, like a full-on campaign? Is it consistent retainer content, right? So once we kind of figure that out and then we look into the website, product pages. I mean, you know this, like all of that influences into like how people kind of buy into it. Yeah. And then, yeah, once we kind of figure that stuff out, we just kind of measure, um, all right, so what would be the pre-production aspect out of it? I'm like, like, first we talk the business goals. Okay, like, yo, what are we getting? Like, how much bank are we making? How much are we expecting? Mm -hmm. What are we marketing? Instagram, Pinterest, like where's all of this going? All right, great. Now as we know all of that, then we talk into the pre-production. Like that's when, that's, when the, that's when the meat and grind gets to, for like my, my company, which is like, okay, how many models do we need? What locations are we going to? Do we need pyramids to go and shoot that location? Is it a studio? How much is the studio going to cost? What day are we going to shoot this? How is the weather? Are, are, you know, if it's girl models, for example, is it guy models? Like, are these guys going to be freezing? Because I'm shooting a summer product in the New York, New York hole. Like, yeah, how is that? Is. Am I going to be freezing? Yeah. Like, all figuring all of that out. And then, okay, pre-production, we got it ready. We put a mood board too, right? Because that's also hard. It's like, if I would have told to you, like, yo, I'm going to make a video that's going to get you 15 grand. And you ask me, how is that going to look? I'm like, trust me. 
they're gonna be like yeah i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean like i want to see what that is gonna look like so yeah. we create a mood board so we all can kind of get that visual of how it is and then we get into production which is actually shooting like shooting is normally the easiest part of it believe it or not because yeah, it's just yeah. one day you're there you know where you're gonna shoot and you make it happen it's fun and then, right like, yeah yeah it's fun well unless you unless you're like in the freezing cold yeah. with like a t-shirt like, that place <laughs> yeah, is not yeah, fun yeah. bro but um but yeah then you shoot it and then you like after that you edit it and, and promote it but again like i guess to like concisely answer the question of like how you make a package i make it very specific to what that company needs um and i'm and i'm very honest with them like if i'm working with one of them and i know that i'm not going to be able to help them because either they don't know anything or you know they're just like my you know i know that their audience is not going to work or i know they they need a lot more influencer marketing than anything i will tell them i'm like listen I'm not going to give you a video because if I give you a video, you're going to hate me. You're going to pay me and they're going to be like, this guy just scammed me. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that. Yeah. So what I will do is I will say that this is the type of content you need. I can do photos, right? I can do that, which I can help you. But I recommend you do influencer marketing, which you do it this way. And by the way, don't think it's going to be easy. Don't think it's going to be like you're going to message an influencer and be like, I'll give your product for free. And he's yeah, going to be yeah, jumping yeah. your lap and take it. No, bro. <laughs> it's going to be like sales. You're going to have to message yeah. a lot of people. And so that's pretty much how it goes. It's like creating creating packages that are dependent on what that company needs so it's like it's it's experience and like personalization that goes into it for sure for yeah. sure and um also talk me through the sales process i know you had experience in that like where you find these clients google dms man google instagram DMs, google dms Interesting. Um, but that also came through a lot of experience man this is why I, this is why i love business brother honestly yeah. this is why i love business it's like you get to figure stuff out through experience like you were, i was seeing one of the episodes you were doing before where you were saying like you hear all this feedback and all these advice on the internet and from other people, and you're like, that makes a lot of sense. But it doesn't hit until you experience you do it. it. No, yeah. You know, once you experience it, you're like, oh yeah, that's how it is. And yeah. so I do DMs. Like I was, I was messaging these people, but I did call, I, I did call emails. I kept doing cold calls. Cold calls was an interesting thing because when I was doing cold calls for the other business, it was kind of rough, right? Because in you know, cold calls, it's cold calls, man. But yeah. when I was doing for my business, I was having fun, bro. And it was yeah. just weird. It's just fun. Like I was, I was just literally shooting the shit with the people that I was calling mm -hmm. on the phone. You know, um, it's like I was doing cold calls. I was doing cold marketing. I was doing all this stuff. But then, yeah, I figured out that like Instagram was the best way to do it. And in Instagram, within the Instagram DMs, I was doing also so many different things. Like I, I started sending a message. And then it's like, okay, then instead of a long message, a short message. And then instead of a short message, a voice message. Mm -hmm. And then instead of a voice message, a video yeah, yeah. message. Yeah. And then it's like all these different ways. And then until I finally kind of hit the nail on that one. And uh, and yeah, you know, right now I enroll, I'm, I'm enrolling to a new mentoring. So I'm probably that's going to oh, change the way that I'm doing, yeah, that I'm doing yeah. things. But but yeah, man, like Instagram DMs is the way to go. And and I'm telling you, like, I, I've got many of the clients that I, I literally always ask them this question. The first question that I'm asking on the call is like, why do you take that DM? Because those DMs are always sketchy. You're always suspecting <laughs> porn or, you know, something's like, <laughs> weird lady that we all know all the indian guy or you know the pack, <laughs> that's what you're expecting you know with like followers and stuff yeah but it's not and so i always asked them that stuff and they were like i don't know man you know it seemed like it has something to offer so they just kind of jump into it but the answer yeah. is like my way to go for sure cool what do you got uh i mean one thing that you mentioned that i think is really important to reflect in the servicing space is uh obviously you want to get as many clients as possible but you also need to know when to turn a client away so one thing that that you mentioned was like Hey, if I take on a brand, but, and I know they're just not going to get the results out of this. And even if I can make a quick bag, like, it's just not going to make sense. I, I don't want to ruin my brand integrity. That's something as a service provider, that's really tough to do. You know, it's tough to turn away money, especially, you know, if you come from a period of like, you know, remembering those days where you had to grind and now you're like, I'm getting so many DMs. Like, I just want to close, close, close. But sometimes you got to talk to a brand, feel them out and be like, I don't think you're going to get, you're, you're the best fit for the service I'm, I'm going to provide. And even though I could easily take your money right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna politely recommend that you go somewhere else. 
for the best interest of yourself. And I think, yeah, that's something that like we have to do all the time and it yeah. breaks our heart because we're like, we know we can help you, but we probably can't help you enough in your current situation to where it's going to make a huge impact. And you know, you're going to give us a bunch of referral business and you're going to be happy and you're going to give us a testimonial because nowadays a testimonial is more worth a paying client that yeah. isn't going to give you a testimonial, yeah. right? Like, like someone else being able to say, Hey, this company did an incredible job for me. You have to, you should go do business with them. That's worth more than five paying clients that don't give you a testimonial. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a great point in, in saying like knowing when to turn down a company, even though you can get a quick bag because you know that it's not probably in their best interest and probably not in your best interest either. I'm curious to yeah. see how that goes for your marketing agency though. Yeah. Cause like for Mark, it's like, it is a lot, like a lot of companies need like actually yeah. marketing help. So how does that go for your marketing agency? In terms of like when we decide to like, like maybe turn how, yeah, what, what makes or, you tell, yeah, this is probably not going to be good. So no, no. So like, so for example, there's one uh, client we're talking to right now, uh, older guy, right? Like he's in his sixties. That poor and guy. He, he's like, I'm not going to get he's it. In his, <laughs> he's in his sixties and don't get me wrong. They probably, they'll probably throw like 10 grand a month at us. No problem to just manage their marketing and just to increase their revenue. They're making a couple million dollars a year and they're just like, we could probably take them to like 10 or 15 million a year. But I know there, there, there would probably be like a six month period in which we have to transition them from Magneto is their hosting What's platform. Magneto? I don't know what that is. It's like one of the oldest like uh, website, online commerce hosting oh, it's platforms. Like an old it's like a Shopify. Oh, but it's it horrible. Magento? What? Magento? No, I think it's called Magneto. Magneto. I don't like the X-Men, like Magneto, like that guy. But who so, even knows? It's, so it's like, but it's like, it's like basically Shopify, but like a decade and a half ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I know, I know that these guys, they would probably have to pay a company ten or fifteen grand, wait like a month or two months turnaround time because they have hundreds of SKUs and they're all customizable products. So <coughs> I know it's gonna take, it would take forever for them to like get all of that in place. And then they also have to set up an advanced tracking attribution system, which we help mm. them with. But like there, there needs to be things on there and where they, they hop on a call with the tracking company, they set up an account, they give us access, like even just getting access to like their Google ads account took like an act of Congress. It took like two weeks, right? Wow. <laughs> so although we know we could probably make more than six figures net a year off this one brand, we know that it's probably going to take up more time than working with like three other good brands that are run by young people who have high like upside potential and who know what their goals are, their vision, and who are a little bit more technologically inclined because three of those clients might take us an hour a day to manage and we might make 200K with, whereas this company, it might take four or five hours a day just to say, hey, like your Facebook ad account got disabled. We need to yeah. have a new infrastructure. That would take weeks and where we probably wouldn't make money because we have to pause services, right? So there's things that, there's places you have to give and take, but like that's one example. Another example is, you know, a lot of times we'll get drop shippers, right? So people who don't really have their their logistics in place and who have like, maybe they did 100K last month, but you look at the month before and they and did like didn't, 10K. didn't even exist. The right, exactly. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, and like, and that's cool because I was in that position and I, I like, and I know that feeling, but when you, if you don't have a good foundation, it's just not going to last. So if we took on a brand like that, that's doing 100K and it was their first month, then yeah, we might rip them to 500K month two, but then month three is going to be 100K and then month four is going to be 50K and they're going to go from making a shit ton of money to probably losing money. And that's just natural in terms of these product life cycles, especially ones like that one that just pop off organically and that everyone else just jumps on because there's nothing unique or customizable about it. So it's like, yeah, those clients we could take on, we can make money for a month or two, but it's not worth it because they're not going to be a long-term case study testimonial. We're not going to, because as we grow and as we help them scale, um, we get compensated in proportion to 
how much input we have on the company, right? Because right, it's right. kind of a performance <clears throat> compensation model. And I think that makes the most sense for a lot of businesses. But it's like, we're going to make a bag off you for a month. And then the next month, we're, we're probably not. And you're going to complain to us why shit's not working. Exactly. And, it's, and a lot of it, unfortunately, is out of our control. And we hate when shit is outside of our control because there's a lot of moving pieces in e-commerce. And the last thing you want is like to, to be testing creative and landing page and tracking attribution and strategies and all these things. And at the end of the day, it's just the product. Yeah. that nobody wants anymore yeah. because everyone's selling it for like a cheaper price whatever it might be so yeah yeah, yeah. We, we had another guest on like back to like e-commerce and stuff and he was saying that like he was doing it for years and yeah we saw oh maybe it was the website maybe it was like the the video like the creative maybe it was like the landing page but he was like i actually realized the only thing in e-commerce that matters is the freaking product <laughs> and, and it's like yeah. he, he was even saying that like uh, he was running the same product for like a few months mm. and then like he kept doing normal numbers maybe like 5 10k a day whatever he was doing and then a buddy of his was like hey i think like your website's been like uh like down like all, all, the only thing on his website was like an at the car point like a product image yeah, but he didn't it even was like it was like glitched out but, but he didn't even notice cuz he was doing the same amount of sales and he's like wow so like it really didn't even matter if my website looked nice or not yeah. it was like the fact that i was just selling this product yeah. means that like people wanted it so like yeah. supply and demand right it's yeah, like yeah. very simple like that but yeah. what are you going to do i think we should, we should touch on some of these questions. Like, we ask a lot yeah, of the yeah. guests these questions. Like, they're pretty they're generic, but I think, like, a lot of it kind of dives deep into yourself and people get to learn more about you, too. Um, cool. Start with the first one, too. Like, I was actually, I think we were talking about this before, like, before we even started recording. Like, like what does your day to day look like? Like, what are you doing during the day? Like, like walk me through a normal day in, in, in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, as I was saying before, I'm going through uh, some personal turmoil. Yeah, you did life. tell me that. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about it? No. Nah. <laughs> uh, I mean, because I, hey, I mean, we could. You know what? We could. Hey, I'll tell, real quick, I don't want to cut you off, but we had, I mean, our last podcast, we had uh, Matt Miles, and he, he opened up kind of at the end of it, and he was talking about some of the things that, you know, he was going through, but, and also how important it was to, like, acknowledge those things, address them, and also some things that you can do to, you know, like, just, just get in the zone to, like, get rid of distractions or to overcome an obstacle because as entrepreneurs we're facing shit and that's probably one of the biggest obstacles of them all is like when it when your personal life and then it trickles into business life and all these things so you know obviously you can you can talk about it you don't have to talk about it but um but yeah you know i think obstacles is important to open up and and to talk about and also to to acknowledge that like hey i faced this i overcame it i got through it just like you've done in probably the last decade of your life in business in school whatever it might have been um but yeah like him particularly opened up and it's like a lot of people on the other end of this that are listening might be going through that exact same thing and it resonates with them. And so, yeah, we like talking about it and just having a conversation. You, you know? know what? Fuck he's he's going to make you talk about yeah, it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not, even, it's not even that. You know, I, I don't need that much convincing, man. A big mantra for me is to do it for the story. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's, uh, it may be confusing now, but then when you're telling the story as a kid or when you're drunk with your friends in the backyard and you say the story and everyone's laughing, then it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I might just tell the story and then, you know, maybe who knows, maybe five, 10 years, I'll look back on this video and I'm like, damn, look at myself, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I basically do. What happened is, as I said, I just went through a breakup, you know, rough breakup. She's the first love of my life, man. And I love that girl. Like, it just meant the world to me, right? Um, and so, yeah, dude, it's like after that happened, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was just, I was devastated, man. We had moved in. Um, you know, she found somebody else, which was rough. It was like, dude, that was the biggest fear I had yeah. ever. Like, being with a girl that I really love and then her leaving because she found somebody else. So, as you can imagine, like, that... Bro, that 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 hurt a lot. Like that hurt a lot. Um, still hurts. You know that hurt a lot. It was like literally the greatest pain I've I've gone through, the greatest obstacle I've gone through. Um, but I think I think I think eventually what I realized is like it's also the most valuable lesson I've taken in my whole life. 
Yeah. Like going through this breakups where you feel that pain. Because here's the thing, man, and this is what I realized too, is like when you go through a breakup, you want to talk to these, like you're saying, you're going to talk to people about it, right? You talk to the obstacle and things like that. And it's always good to have that support network, which I do. I have my friends, I have my boys, I had, um, I have my family. But then what I realized is that at the end of the day, is like that pain, man, you're the only one that deals with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys have gone through it. I know, I know Kyle has a very beautiful, you know, <laughs> you know, girlfriend and like relationship. I know, I know you guys are, are amazing, but it's like, dude, when you go through that pain and, and, and that breakup, it hurts a lot. And yeah, I mean, as I said, what I kind of realized is that it's just the most valuable lesson because as much as it hurts, just like you mentioned, it's like, dude, you're just going to face so much obstacles in life. You're just going to face so much stuff in life and it hurts a lot. But then what I realized, it's a good opportunity to kind of like talk with yourself, to get to know yourself, to get to build that relationship with yourself. And, and yeah, man, you know, I, I'm like, so, you know, going back to the question, like what I do day to day, it's like, dude, right now it's been, I've been better, but like the first couple of weeks, man, it was just crying. That's what I was doing every day. Yeah. I would take, I would take two showers, bro. I would literally take one shower in the morning. That was gonna like the beginning of the day. And then I would cry. And then I would, I would take another shower to wash out everything I cried the day. And then I would yeah. cry after that. So it was, it was super rough. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like you said, like in that moment, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to do business. You don't want to do sales. You don't want to do anything. And and it gets into a point too. Is like, this is this is where having that entrepreneurial mindset and like being aware of things also gets into place because you don't want to do anything, but you also know that social media is not going to do shit. You also know that binge watching Netflix is not going to do thing. Mm -hmm. You know that everything that you may think about doing is just escape and it's just bullshit. Yep. And so you also don't want to do that. And so you're you're just like sitting there like oh like oh what I do just feeling hurt and. And yeah, man, as I said, it just, it just kind of rough to like get back on track and doing things. And so literally, as I said, like, I think these last two weeks, I mean, this podcast is one of the things that I'm literally doing to be like, yo, trying to get back on track, you know, trying to be with get other guys that are also, you know, like kind of business minded and like trying to get into that. Um, but now, man, I mean, as I said, like there's one thing, if there's one thing mm -hmm. that will say for anyone who's watching and even to myself in the future, you know, is that if you're going through a breakup, man, and is that one girl that, you know, you gave everything for, and as I said, it just meant the world to me. Like, obviously I have my business, right? My business, my family, my friends, they were still my priority, but it's like, that was the first time I was being loved. It was the first time I loved somebody. And, and you know, it was like all those feelings. And it's like, dude, if you go through that and you feel that pain, what I kind of realized is that that's life, man. That's life. Like you gotta, you gotta feel that pain. That's how it's supposed to be. Feel that pain. You know, there's gonna be shit in life that is gonna be really hard. And you as a man, you know, and, or as a woman, but majority as a man, like there's gonna be shit where you don't wanna face it. You know, you're afraid, you're uncomfortable. It's like, you, you, you're thinking like, what am I gonna do? Like, what do I do now? And I think that like, those experiences where you feel that pain, where you feel that sadness allows you to be, allows you to kind of face that. You yeah, know, there's this one thing by Jordan Pearson, which we all know, um, chaos and order. And there's one thing that he says that I, I loved it, by the way. And this is like, a, this is like, a, this switched it. It was like a mind fuck to me. He literally said that the reason, one of the, one, the story of Adam and Eve, right? Like they were in the garden and then mm -hmm. Eve ate the apple and blah, blah, blah. And he says that, why was there a snake there in the first place? And he's basically explaining that God, like he, basically that the point of that, of that serpent being there, of that snake being there is that no matter how safe, how wall, how amazing and protected the place is, even if it's created by God, there's gonna be an agent of chaos in there that's gonna be able to make that chaos. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. And that's kind of what happened with her. You know, it's like, I, yeah. I made this vision for the future. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna be, she was there when I had nothing. She's gonna be there when I have everything, you know? It's like all this stuff. And it's like, when you kind of like plan your entire life and everything like that, and then in a single minute, all that order is just boom. And then you plummet into chaos. Yeah. It's like, dude, as a man, the way that I look at it, and as I said, it's rough, but I also, it's kind of like the way that I tell people to look at it is like, yeah, you know, get used to being in chaos. Like learn to face chaos, learn to, to face it, to, you know, see it 
and then learn from that, you know? And, and as I said, dude, it hurts, man. It's just sadness. But as I said, I, I don't really think, I mean, I think that's life. I think it's, yeah. it's good that I'm able to feel Definitely. Sad. Yeah, it's also like, it's, it, I mean, it, it, it doesn't quite compare, but it's like if you wake up, for example, and you take an ice fucking cold shower in the beginning of the day, you knowing that's the hardest thing you're going to do throughout the day, everything else gets easier. And there's a reason why, why it happens. There's a reason why you, you might choose to do it or, or that it's happening. And it's because like, you know, you're just being tested and you know, whoever, whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, they're testing you. You get through that and you overcome that. Nothing harder than that is yeah. coming your way. So just, it's just uphill from there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you need that just to pivot because maybe, maybe you're going the wrong, wrong direction or maybe it's not, not the right fit, whatever it is. And it's probably better that it happens now than to wait a year, two years, three years when you might be talking about marriage, kids, all this yeah. stuff. And now it's just like, you know, so there, there's pros and cons and everything. And that sucks. You know, I, I can't imagine it. I mean, I went through like, I think a break for like three days with my girlfriend like a couple <laughs> years ago. And it was probably the first time I, probably the, the only time I've cried in the last like eight years. The last time I probably cried was when my, like, my grandfather died and I went to his funeral. Yeah. But other than that, like on that day I cried and I was just like, damn, this sucks. It's devastating. But then I was like thinking, I was like, I, I was thinking about the good that could come out of it. I'm like, I'm like, I haven't been in the game in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for I'm sure. Like, I'm like, I'm like, shit, man. The amount of opportunities I passed up, like the amount of, yeah, 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 amount of yeah, parties yeah, I didn't go yeah, to, yeah. the amount of sacrifices I made. I'm like, you know, maybe there could be some light out of this. But yeah, I mean, and and I remember I just take my longboard out like those three days. I was just riding sunny days, and I was like, like you know, I was like, I think I think it'll get a lot better from here. You know, yeah. we ended up we ended up getting back together in a couple of days, but it's just like, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I know a lot of people have been through it, and and I mean, there's a lot of worse things that can happen. Obviously, there's better things that can happen, but Marty, Marty's gonna, Marty's gonna. Once you get home, he's like, "So you really like these three days? Huh? You really like them?" Huh? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it is, it is. But dude, I mean, as I said, I think, I think there's a couple of things that that, that relate to that mindset, and then I think that's one of the things that you're able to tell people, you know, that are you know that new money, like that people that have that mindset. There's one thing we were talking about, like, like when you're able to work as a service provider, you're able to tell someone, like, "Hey, you know what?" No, man, I don't want you as a client. One of the reasons that we were talking about is, as I said, like we know that we would be able to help them, but at the, in the long term, it would be worse for them. Mm. But another reason is that maybe they have a bag, but they're just, you just know they're going to be a shitty client. Yeah, like you just yeah. know they're going to be annoying. And I yeah. think one of those things, like it's abundance. You know, how do you have that, that abundance? Not just of clients, but like that abundance of mindset, that abundance of being able to say like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to turn it down. Because I'll be able to find somebody else. You know, even not just a girl, but also in business and things like yeah. that. It's like, I can let this go because I'll go ahead and find somebody else. That's one thing. The other thing is the one that you're, another thing that we also touched on is the ability to see obstacles as like the way to go. Mm -hmm. Dude, at this point, I'm literally just being like, dude, obstacles is like the harder they are, they're hard, they're difficult. Uh, we don't have to sit here and act like they're not, you know, like this, this breakup. It's, it's fucking painful, man. It was like the greatest pain I've ever felt in my life so far. But as I said, it's kind of like, if you're able to survive that, you just come out of it like such a greater man, such a stronger yeah. man. And that's, 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 again, it's like being able to see obstacles. And then it's like, the other one is, is just that. It's just that other thing. It's like, how, how are you able to see the positive in things? You know, that's how I was. It's like, dude, I mean, yeah, the, the whole positivity, like going back into the game, that's, that's, I think that's the first thing that goes into every single man's <laughs> mind, you know, when that happens. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, now, now I'm going to go back into the hunt. You know, it's like, now I'm going back in there. Yeah. Um, this is famous. I don't know. Like this, I don't know if you've, you've heard this thing, but it's like, um, when you're with a girl, right? This is, again, this is, some, this is something else. This is another relationship stuff. It's like, you're going to have problems with every single partner that you have. Nobody's perfect. So you're going to have problems with everybody. The real question is like, who is worth going through those problems with? 
And if you keep choosing this, you know, this person is like, okay, great. You know, that's how it goes. If the other person doesn't choose you, then, then, you know, you fucking take the pain. Like, you know, like I did, like we've, we've all men, you know, at some point have to, and then just, just move on. Right. But then at the end of the day, it's like, when you choose to be with a girl, man, you're denying the opportunity of other hundred thousands of amazing girls that would love to be with you because yeah. you think she deserves it, you know, and, and that kind of is what it is. We got the love but, uh, doctor over here today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, man, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a very philosophical and like all of that. It's like, yeah. if we're talking money, we're talking money. We're talking live, we talk live. We yeah. talk feelings, we talk feelings. You know, that's yeah, how we yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want to turn a little bit because like, I think a lot of people are curious, like where the hell is this man's accent from? Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of people are curious about. like i think part of yeah. that my question is like i want to learn more about like your upbringing your family what like what do your parents do stuff like that like and, and like how that might have influenced how might have influenced your business and everything yeah. too yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure so my mom my mom um she was an entrepreneur so so my mom was an entrepreneur i won't dude she was she was a great entrepreneur she had like three businesses at the same time she was great she was selling she was selling she was selling all sorts of different stuff my dad he used to work in the army and um, I'm from Venezuela, as I said. So I was born and raised there, man. Like I'm, and, you know, I'm very proud of Venezuela. Like you cut my wrist, Venezuelan plaque comes out, you know. <laughs> um, and so I was on there, man. And as I said, yeah, my mom, she had many businesses, but I was just a little kid. I think what really like influenced like the business aspect of things was actually seeing all that motivational content when I was growing up. I'm not gonna kid. I'm not gonna kid you, man. Like I was, I was wealthy. My family was wealthy. You know, um, I would say every. I wouldn't say every immigrant, but like the majority of immigrants that are able to come here. They had to have been wealthy one way or another in their country, legally, you know, crossing the border, fences, but that's another story. But like, and someone that comes here with a visa or whatever, and then decides to stay or like finds a way or, or does it illegally, whatever it is, is like, if they were, had the capabilities of coming here, of staying in a place in here, at least for like two months and then figuring out, they had to be wealthy one way or another. And it was the same case for me. It's like, I was wealthy. But then what I realized is that wealthy doesn't mean freedom. Is that you can have you can have a job you can have all these things and you can have everything but that doesn't mean freedom and that doesn't mean that you know I, I would look at like the people on TV and the stuff in movies and like why why can why can I have that you know if you work hard enough you should be able to see it and so that's kind of how I came in here man and then as I said I came here I came here in 2012 which is when I met Kyle when I was in high school I didn't know any English and and it was rough man like if you imagine <laughs> if you imagine conversations of a young immigrant guy in high school who does not know any English they're not fun yeah. those conversations <laughs> in the head they're not fun. Um, but as I said, yeah, I pretty much like learned that accent and then actually being in that high school, I was able to let go and like be, be a lot more, more myself, you know, being able to be a lot more like getting to know people, a lot more extroverted, a lot more like going out there and things like that. But as I said, I mean, I think a desire to be an entrepreneur is something that, that comes out of you. But I think if you're an entrepreneur because you want to go and get money because you're like, that's how do I, how do I make this not cliche? If you're out there, right, and you're like, oh, I want to just go and make money, and you think that it's as simple as just starting a business and making it, like, you're going to crash, and, and it's probably not for you. Because being an entrepreneur is fucking hard, and it's a lifestyle, man. It's a, you, we don't have any hours. Yeah. True, we, which, which is good and bad. Yeah, you know, because we choose whatever we want to work or not. Like, if, I, if I'm with my family, I can be like, yo, I'm going on a trip for Cali. And they're like, oh, but I have to come here in like a week. I'm like, why? I mean, I can stay there as long as I want. You yeah. know, like, you, got, you deal with Europe. It's like, you go there and you do what you want. But that also means you're staying up until 2 a.m. because you got to fucking deliver a project, yeah. you know, and you've been working 12, 14 hours a day. That also means there's a problem, there's a fire in the house, and everyone turns their head to you. And it's not like you don't feel the pressure. You feel the same yeah. pressure they do. You feel the same worry, but you have to make those decisions. And so, yeah, I mean, as I said, I think an entrepreneurship just came out of like, dude, uh, freedom. Like, I, I just wanted to have freedom. I just wanted to have access to stuff. I just wanted to be able to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, yeah. and, and then, and, and I stick to that. I mean, as I said, like the, the road to building a business, as we all know, is not glamorous, 
but that freedom means the world. I wouldn't change it for anything. For I wouldn't sure. change yeah. it for a thing. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what they say, the man that likes walking is always going to go further than the man that only likes the destination. Yeah. 100%. I've never heard that one. Where'd you pull that yeah. one out of? Yeah, it's probably another podcast. Did you yeah, 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 yeah. It's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not just, plagiarism. It ain't plagiarism. Kyle just made that up. No, nah, no, nah, bro. It's another podcast. I saw, I, saw, the man, I saw the post. The man who likes walking is always going to end up walking further than the man who only likes the destination. Clip who there. doesn't want to walk We're there? Clipping. I gotta say, I gotta say, man, this is this is a this is a this is a strong memory for me. I've never seen a white man be this wise. This is amazing. You know? <laughs> I'm like, like, damn, this is great. This is great. Kyle's like a ghost. Oh man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, I mean, we'll wrap it up soon because I think we've had an awesome conversation so far. But um, I guess one one question I wanted to ask because I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I think many entrepreneurs have totally different takes and perspectives, and I think. Um, depending on how much you work, it also impacts this specific topic, but it's health and fitness yeah. and how important that is to you specifically. It doesn't have to be important. I'm just saying, is it, do you work out? Do you, is that influential or did you, did you do any sports, et cetera, growing up? I mean, it, we already kind of know. Is, but... is it important to you at all? Cause for me, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> is that, is that, okay, okay. Like we're like opposites. Fair. He's like, I could care less. I'm like, that's I'm fair. like, this, he this, loves this it. A, I, this I don't need to part of my like, life. Think about it. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Well, right now, I mean, as I said, the, because of because of that breakup, you know, I know that the gym is gonna be that uh, that safe place. He's working on his yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. I am working on my heart, man. I am working on my Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. I'm not gonna lie. I am. You know, I'm giving a lot of love to myself. Pause lately. Pause. Um, you gotta um, love yourself every but, now but no yeah no health and fitness man I mean I know it's the right thing to do I know you should be going to the gym but at the same time I'm like ah you know I'm, I'm, I got I'm, work to do yeah 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 like I'm I'm kind of like uh, I know I know this is not the right way to look at it I'll be honest no, there's no right not, or wrong way but no 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 this doesn't sound healthy bro like but the way that I look <laughs> at it is like I'll fucking worry about that later I want to make mank and then I'll worry about that yeah. you know but but as I said I do know that that fitness especially going to the gym I'll say that specific especially going to the gym is good for the mental health not just for like the physical aspect out of it, mm -hmm. but like the actual mental health of like letting, letting stuff go. But yeah, bro, like uh, to be honest with you, like I, I'm like, I choose sleep a lot more than I choose going yeah. to the gym. Like, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah and the, I, like, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs like that that are just like, dude, I'm just going to wake up and fucking work. Yeah. Like, why would I wake up and go to the gym if it's going to take all this extra time away from work? You get tired and got to eat. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Shower. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah I, dude, I've, I've tried so many, I've tried to go back into the gym a lot of times. I've tried going in the morning. I've tried going. In the afternoon and then you hear all this talk you know that it's like if you go in the morning you have a lot more energy when i come back i'm like no i don't when i come back and i take that shower and that that bed looks real sexy to me you know what i mean like and so you know that that pillow wants to caress me and like keep <laughs> me there falling in love. <laughs> so yeah. you know what i mean it's like it, it, you gotta find your own thing but as i said like I, I know i know it's the right thing to do let me put it that way i know it's the right thing to do but as i said man i'm like uh, you know i worry yeah. about money first my yeah, man. I think sleep. I think sleep is probably for a lot of people probably more important than than going to the gym. But you know, definitely try to have that balance when you can. I think there's absolutely nothing balanced about being an entrepreneur, though. So it's tough. Zero, man. Tough to make time yeah, out for, for that. Sure. You know, for, even for even for friends, family, things like that. It's like sometimes you just go two weeks without seeing anyone with no explanation. People hitting you up like, "What's going on?" And you're just like, "Dude, I'm just working. I gotta work. Yeah. I gotta tackle it." And it's like I, I don't hate every single thing that I'm doing. I might not love it like a hundred percent, but I'd rather be doing this than doing nothing. I got yeah. a quote. I got a quote for that. This is my quote. This mm. this is mine. I did not steal from a podcast. Okay, okay. This is Don't this is my me. quote. And Don't I it. <laughs> and I and I literally say that, dude. A lot of people like this is literally something that I realize is that 
as an entrepreneur, man, you're probably going to be working a lot. And because what I mean is like, as you make more money too, eventually your job is not going to be in the, in the, in, you know, in the actual like trenches, mm -hmm. your job is going to be just making decisions. But that one decision is going to have a lot more impact than everything else. And then what, what you're, which means work, you're going to be thinking about that stuff. And so the quote that I have, bro, is that you don't have to have, find the freedom of not working. You have to find freedom in working. And which is a different story. Cause it's like, it's true. You know, when we do entrepreneurship, there's a lot of shit that I, you know, that you don't like to do. It's like, I, I'm, I get most of my clients with DMs or I fucking hate sending DMs. I hate it. But as I said, you gotta be disciplined and you do it. But once you get to have that conversation, it's amazing. There's a couple of things that you don't want to do, but like the other ones you do. Yeah. And um, I do want to flip the script on you though. Cause I want to ask a question for the two of you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip the script in here. <clears throat> Um, in the last in the last episode, you guys asked, you know, what was the reason, you know, that they, what was their mm. why? What was what was the reason why they wanted to make money? What was the reason why they want to continue and have that business? Why they chose that lifestyle? So I want to hear from the two of you. I'm not gonna lie, I'll flip the script. Shit, what's our why? What's the yeah, why? Still, I don't know. Shit, I'm still figuring it out. Um, I got I got to think about this for a second. I, I think the re yeah, I mean, the reason why I got into it was definitely money. Like I didn't have a ton growing up, so I was like, I want to flip that script. And I also saw family members that had. You know, family members that had money, cousins that had parents who were a little bit more stable and well off, and they all just kind of could do a little bit more, might have been a little bit less like maybe constrained or restricted to what they were doing. Like I didn't even jump on a plane since I, t until I was like 18 and I was for money that I made and went on. Meanwhile, all my friends were been going globe trotting since they were kids to, <laughs> globe, like, you know, they're, they're like they're in tampa here they're going to greece there they're going to, like xyz and i'm just like you know i get my little 10 hour drive in a 2001 honda minivan to north carolina where we're like rolling around in a swamp like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah but but you know i think yeah so the big reason why i got into it is because i wanted to i wanted to flip the script on i guess the the abundance versus scarcity mentality because I was kind of raised in a household of scarcity of let's use the coupons, let's get the cheapest car repairs possible, let's get the cheapest fucking cars possible that break down everywhere we go. And I was just like, nah, it shouldn't be like that. You know, it should be abundance, but it should be a relative abundance. So it shouldn't be like buying that car, that $80,000 car because it looks good. It should be maybe buying the $20,000 car because it's not going to break down. You know what yeah. I mean? Things like that. So I definitely got into it for money. I mean, I still do. I think, I think part of freedom is money. I think it's true freedom is having the ability to do whatever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. Okay. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they only have maybe one or two of those options, but they actually don't have all three. And so that's the way that I've been building my businesses is a way in which I can have all three of those. Um, money is a big part of it, right? It's one third of the equation, but it's also uh, where where can I work locationally? How often do I have to work? Like if I, if I want to yeah. drop this for a week, can yeah. I do that? And so I think majority of my businesses I've tried to build surrounding that and just freeing up time for the other things that I do enjoy. But I tried to find enjoyment through the work that I am doing because if, if you're spending half of your waking like days, life, et cetera, doing it, then you have to be able to find some sense of enjoyment to it. So yeah, I mean, my why, I mean, it's that, it's, it's freedom. I think it is for a lot of people, but I'm still quite figuring out what I'm gonna do with some of with that, that freedom, freedom yeah. that it creates, Exactly. if that makes sense. Exactly. You're you, turning it on me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're on the spot, you thought we were getting away, you're not. Um, what was it? The why is the why yeah, we why? do this? Just your why. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, uh, trying to see how far I can get something. And, like, because, like, kind of like what you said, like, you see people on TV that are, like, hella famous, super famous, blah, 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 big and stuff like that. And you're like, wait, so, like, I could probably do that. Right? So then, yeah, like, yeah. 
how, how how do you do that? Well, they started a business. Oh, well, then I have to start a business, right? Exactly. It's not like I well, I have to start a business. More like, mm-hmm. all right, like I want to see if I can do this, and like it's kind of funny because we've been doing this for a while now, like I don't know, five, six, seven years now, and like every year you see that you're going further and further. So the problem now is like, all right, like yeah, you can just like quick go get a job, but then in your head you're just like, damn, like give me another year. Let's see how much further I can yeah. take this. And it's kind of wild because like every year you just see like level up, level up, level up, and like. There's going to be um, bad times. Like, I know that. Like, there, there always is bad times, bad months, bad years, et cetera. But I think a lot of, like, the why is, like, all right, I want to see, like, how far I can push. How far you can make how it. How far yeah. I can push and like, how far you can make it. Obviously, money's part of it. Like, like at a job, you can only make so much money. Like, you're confined by those constraints. Like, yeah. there. But also, like, honestly, like, there's a lot of good stuff with jobs, too. Like, if you get a job making one hundred twenty, hundred thirty thousand dollars $130,000 a year, and you're like 25 years old it's like that's yeah. not bad right yeah and, yeah and and also like kind of freedom goes both ways though too because like those guys would say we have freedom but sometimes we would say those guys have freedom yeah because like yeah. they're working from nine o'clock to yeah, five exactly. o'clock monday through friday and you don't if think you, again you, that's it it's like it's, it's and, and the thing is, it's not even yours so like you don't like like the decision you don't really have to like make it as if it's yours yeah. right it's like kind of like uh, if a kid is yours, right? You make every decision like you make like the right decision for your kid. But if like you're if you're like you're like the like the, the I mean, babysitter yeah. type of thing, like yeah, you care obviously, but it's like it's not your kid at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, you know you gotta I mean? make sure the thing like doesn't doesn't like, roll die. Over and die. Thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing. And, 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 like, <laughs> and, like the worst thing that happens at a job is like you get fired, but like there's an abundance of jobs. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the worst thing that happens in your company is like you don't become you successful. Yeah, yeah, you go bankrupt. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. There's, there's like, there's like. Go ahead, go ahead. I caught you off. No, but like, but like, I think, I think that too. Like a lot of it to me is like, like I, I, don't, I don't like even the freedom one because like honestly, I don't even think it is freedom. It's more like honestly, like bad word, but like slavery in a sense sometimes. Like, like you are sometimes to your business. But like maybe yeah. that's the way I've set it up and stuff like that. But like yeah. it is. Like there's like no, it is, it is. There's like calls at one o'clock in the morning on like a Sunday because like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In Europe, or something. yeah, because yeah, like exactly. someone's like abroad. But like it, it is what it is, right? I do think it's more of just like a personal thing where it's like, okay, look, like I've seen people do this. Like I'm fortunate enough to like not like be homeless, right? So like I, I can take these risks. Yeah. So now that I can take these risks, I've seen people do it. There's like blueprints all over everywhere. Like there's content everywhere. You can just yeah. copy stuff over and over again. Exactly. Now let's see if I can get that far. If, that that That's my... Your reason. My, my reason for the most part. And then there's, there's, there's perks for it. Yeah, like... There's, the, there's like, I don't have to show up whenever I want to show up. I can do whatever the hell I want. Like, but you choose to. I think that's the important but, thing. But you choose to. You have the opportunity. You choose to. You have the opportunity to not do it. You, 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 you do, like, but also you don't have like, like especially in a business like that, where honestly any business, it's you're never 100% um, free because like yeah. your boss is your client. Exactly. Right? Your, bo- your, your boss exactly. is your customer. Exactly. Like, there's all these little things and like then you fall into like more control, right? So like even for like say like you're running an ad agency, like now you're controlled by Facebook and Shopify. Facebook wants to close off your ads, like yeah, you have no yeah. control on that, right? Yeah. While, while if you're at a job, right? Say like you're a marketing manager somewhere, a Facebook ad account gets closed. Oh well, oh, well yeah, like it is what it send is. it to my yeah. manager. My manager will I'm email still me. Paid. I'm still getting paid. Exactly. Like I go home at five o'clock. Like it doesn't like Monday shows up. Monday shows up. Like I go through the agenda, yeah. right? So it's like there's give and takes on both of them. Like, I'd say I am happy where I'm at, but like you also like the grass is always greener somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. just gotta find what the hell you like. I think mine is like the fact of like seeing, all right, like can we get there? Like, ooh, we actually can get there. Let's keep pushing towards it. Once we What's get there, let's, let's keep going. Yeah, that, that that that's where I'm at. So 
Are you guys, are you guys down for another question for you? Go for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that one and then we're, <laughs> okay, we're wrapping okay, this one. Cool, cool. well, okay, let's sure. do this. Let's do this. We'll do that one. Let's do it. Let's I'll tell it. you. I'll tell you my why because it's yeah, like yeah. a combination of the, of, of the two of you actually. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, yeah, and then we can close off. So the question, which I think is actually going to be great for all the listeners and for even yeah for anyone that's seen this, is what's your relationship with money? Like, what do you? What does money mean to you? To the two of you, what does money mean? to You, you? want to go first, or you want me to go first? It's a good question. It's you a really go good first. question. I'm first. I'm first. I'm first. I gotta think what about is, it. What does money mean what to me? What does money mean to you? It's actually a really good question. Yeah. I think it means a few different things. Like one, the obvious use is to like buy stuff. Um, but like, I think like, it's weird. Cause like, I think at the core, you don't need that much money to live. Like you really don't. Right, right. you really don't. Yeah, like, you really don't. Especially even, even where we live. Like we live in a somewhat expensive area relative to the rest of the country. And at max, you probably need like four or five thousand dollars a month to really yeah, live. Yeah. And honestly, you probably can use like two thousand dollars and still figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, what is like? I say it's more of just like a uh, tool, a tool, not just a tool to like do whatever the hell you want, but more of like a tool of like, all right, this is like, in, like I have this, and like I can like deploy it however I feel fit, and also it gives me security that like I have this. Yeah. Because it's also like a, it's like a the amount of money you have, the amount of money I have, the amount of money he has, there's levels to everything, right? Of course. So if you like, it sounds like egotistical, but if like you're like, hey, I got more money than you, like there's like a, or even I have less money than you, like that pushes you into different it's situations, different, yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? So I think like in that sense, like uh, it's a tool to different stuff, like socially it's a, it's a tool, like uh, for activities it's a different tool, for like for traveling it's a different tool, like stuff like this, right? A lot of it is a tool, it's also a necessity, but I think from the necessity necessity standpoint, you only need like two, three, four thousand. Yeah, a you month. only need a certain amount. You only need a certain yeah. amount. After that, it's like okay, like uh, what do I need it for? I need it to like I don't want to lose it all because then I I'll be be broke. broke yeah, you want to set yourself up for the future. Like you want to have savings accounts, investment accounts, you like have retirement a family accounts. Take care of them too. Family yeah. take care of it. All all these type of things, of course. But also like at a point, it's like what is it really for? It's really just like make moves, like socially to be like in different circles right like if you have more money you can go into like different circles if you have less 100%. money you can go into different circles 100%. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and like those circles help you level up like explore different things like meet new people um etc so like yeah like it's definitely a tool but i also don't think it's like the end all be all tool because there's other tools you can use to like this is money come by. get ahead you know what i mean like yeah. like net, i think honestly i think networks are more important than Hell than yeah. a- actual money I think skills are more important than actual money. Yeah. Like there's guys that like can go broke but because they know how to sell them because they have a fat network and like six months they can be worth $10 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the, the number of the bank account really doesn't matter. There's guys also who like have the skill of like knowing how to like finance stuff and use a bank, right? So they can go from zero dollars but like have connections with people at banks and boom, have a whole bunch of money that they can, they can buy assets with. Exactly. So it's like, like cash in your bank's a weird thing. Um, I think like more important than that is like the skills and like the network you have, but obviously that tool of money, it's important. You know yeah, what I mean? It, yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know if that was like the best answer, but like nah, yeah. off off the top of my head. That's yeah. I mean, deal. it's, I mean, like it's pretty much the same thing for me. I mean, I would say it's like a vehicle of being able to like deploy, like you're deploying money at things in order to, you know, get what you want, a desired outcome, whether it's to get like you know, something better materialistically, whether it's to get better quality food, like health wise, um, and also just be able to give. I think that's a really important thing is like, is when you, when you don't have a lot, then you can't impact, you can't help, you can't provide things like that. When you do, it's like, all right, listen, if once I'm good, 
anything off the top, now I can help other people. And I think that's a cool thing like that money can do that like when you, if you look at charities or if you look at schools, if you look at homeless shelters like Yash was talking about, it's like there's only so much you can really do if you walk in there and you say, how, how can I be of service, right? But when you throw a million dollars at something, that can feed a village in Nepal, that can yeah. build five schools, that can, like you can do, it's, it's really just a vehicle and a tool to, to deploy at things. Another way that I look at money is also correlational to time. You know, people say time is money, but like when you actually look at it, the earlier you can retire, the earlier you can like choose to do what you want with your schedule, things like that. Like the more money you have, the quicker you can do that and like choose not to work and choose not yeah. to spend your time doing shit you don't like doing. And also like when you are in the trenches, like let's say right now I'm working 12 hour, hour days, you can use it as a way to in small ways, get your time back. So it's like, oh, let me let me play, pay for a cleaning service so I don't have to spend an hour a week. Let me pay for a laundry service. Let me pay for a meal prep service so I don't have to spend an hour a day cooking, cooking yeah. right? So like there's all of these things. Let me pay for a flight to North Carolina instead of having to drive 10 hours yeah, to go and yeah. see family, right? So I think a big part of it is you actually, in some ways, if you're smart about it, you can actually buy your time back in some instances. And I think that's cool because people will knock like, you know, getting the meal prep service or getting the cleaning service. But if you've ever heard of death by a thousand cuts, it's like every little tiny thing adds up. And I think the more money you have, the more money you can throw at those tiny things and put out those fires and solve those problems. Yeah. That's another thing. It's a tool to solve problems. It's like, it's like, yeah, the more money you have, the more problems you have, but the easier you are to be able to solve those bigger problems because there's not a lot of things in the world that money can't solve except for maybe like a health problem, right? Like cancer. Like you can buy the, you can buy the best doctors, medicine, et cetera, but you know, they're, they're not going to drop the, the secret sauce that they might have been storing for the last decade, but that's going to lose them a lot of money in the medical industry. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different topic. Conspiracy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but you know, things like that where it'll, it will allow you to, um, it'll allow you to do things that most people like can't do or to overcome obstacles that, you know, a lot of times can't be overcome without a certain amount of money. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear your answer to you said, your said, okay, question. You said, okay, you put me on the spot. Now let me <laughs> yeah, get back yeah, to you. I want to hear your freaking um, question. Yeah, your yeah. answer to the question. So money, I think, yeah, my, 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 like what I think of money is very similar to what you mentioned. So um, I think it's just a way to get access. And I think access is a key word for that. You know, access in the sense of, if you want to go, if you want to go skydiving, if you have money, you have the access to get that experience. Like you have all the experiences, traveling to Europe, doing all these things, like all these experiences you want to have, if you don't have money, you don't have access to do that. Social circles, right? If you don't have, there's literally places where if you just don't have the right money, if you don't have the certain net worth, you're not able to get into that place. So let's just throw an example. For example, masquerade parties, right? Like we all see this in the movies and it's always like the riches of the riches. Mm -hmm. If you don't have money, you're never gonna be able to experience that. And how do you get to experience that? Not necessarily paying, but being able to make that amount of money that goes to get there. So to me, is money is just definitely like something that gets you access to stuff. Like it could be material things like access to having the nice Lambo you want to have or the nice car you want to have or whatever, as well as access to experiences. If you just don't have the money, you won't be able to go to that nice restaurant. You yeah. won't be able, like for example, like, like yeah, like the typical experience of, you know, especially like, as you said, like you 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 were not necessarily like in, in a scarcity place where you grew up. It's like that nice experience of, you know, grabbing your mom, or your family, taking to a nice rooftop in New York and being like, yo, I'll pay for that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And like not feeling like, fuck, how am I going to pay rent next month? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that experience, access gets you money to that. So I think like that's the way that I look at that. I look at money. Um, and that goes kind of like tied into that whole idea of like, oh, I'd rather cry in a Lambo than cry in like a, in a small thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like everybody says that. And to me, it's kind of like, man, you know, it's like, uh, I actually saw this in a podcast um, where he was basically saying is like, if you cry in a Lambo and you're crying, in a way, it makes you feel more sad. Cause you know that you're not crying for money. 
Yeah. You know you're crying yeah. for real, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. if you're crying on Honda, you blame it on money, but that <laughs> may not be the real reason, yeah. you know? So I think, as I said, I think money is just a way, a tool, literally, as you mentioned, that gets you access. And at some point, we all know this, is like, dude, like at some point, once, once you make enough money or you're at a certain social circle, money doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You know matter. what I mean? Like it literally matters nothing. It says nothing about the type of person you are. You know, it's more about the skills. It's about the net, the network. Who do you know? Who do you not know? Blah, blah, blah. And I think, I think that's why I think like money is just, it's just an access that you got to get. You got to get resourceful. And I think that's another word is that being resourceful. It allows you to be resourceful. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a social circle, right? Or you're something happens to your family and they don't know anyone to look at, but you can be like, oh yeah, I'll take care of you. For sure. That's, that's a good thing to have. And, th and that also leads into, into also girls and game, which is something that we briefly talk about. But, you know, a really interesting fact, bro, here that it's like, now, you know, most girls are like, literally 90% of girls, bro, no matter if they're two, three, four, five, six, seven, doesn't matter what they are. They're all being like, I want a man that is making at least six figures a year. At least 100K. Or six, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they want both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's like, and it's like, oh, and what are you offering? This? <laughs> what do you mean? This? You're not saying South this? American yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I think, I think that's another way too. South American for? <laughs> so that's another way that also goes into that. You know, I think like as a man is like, dude, you know, if you, you know, when you're looking like later on, you know, we all want to have a quality, a quality girlfriend, quality wife. That's another topic on what makes, you know, that's an entirely different thing. But like the point is, you know, um, as I said, bro, most of these girls is like, dude, it's like a hundred, six figures a year, which as I said, it's doable, right? Whereas it's, like, it's oh, yeah, doable, it's, it's, but it's, still, doable. It's, it's still a lot of money. But, but then think about this, yeah, dude, it's yeah. like how many jobs, not, not businesses, jobs, jobs, how many jobs pay you six figures? Not a lot, bro. Not, not, not many. Lot. Like you have to be corporate. And if you're a corporate, they just said like an, it, it's like it, it's weird like it's not the same thing yeah. you know and if you and if you're gonna build a six figure business as I said you gotta learn the skills in the first place to get there once you do you can replicate it, it you know you learn the skills you redo it you learn how to make that money exactly. that's why that's why again for everyone who's listening for everyone who doesn't know this that's why when you take the guys that make a lot of money and they, and they all ask him he's like what happens if you lose their money they're like that's fine because I'll make it again it's because they have the skills that's yeah. the reason it's the same for I'm pretty sure it's the same yeah. for the three of us with it it's like oh you take it all away that's fine man I'll make it again in two to three months I have the skills. So I yeah. think that, that that's like the relationship with money. And then when it comes into why I do stuff, um, as I said, it's a combination of both. Is I want to have the freedom to what you mentioned, right? Like it's a difference between having to work and choosing to work, when to work, where to work, all of that stuff. But then, dude, honestly, a huge fucking reason is what you mentioned. It's just potential. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just look, even the three of us, like I just look, you know, we're pretty young. We're making this stuff. Back in the days, this is not how it used to be. There's a lot of opportunities right now. We're already doing it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here in the new month, right? Like talking about the this new podcast. Money podcast. Yeah, we wouldn't be here yeah. doing this. And so I think it's like, we definitely have something that other people don't. This is no surprise because if they did, then all the 22, 23, 24, 25 year old guys will be fucking banking, you know, but mm -hmm. they're not. Not all of them yeah. are. And so I think at least like having that mindset, whatever motivated you to start that business in the same place, being able to look at life and be like, bro, there's just so much more to have than, than, than it's what's visible. That's what's being shown. Mm -hmm. that to me it's like one of my biggest why's it's just potential like i would really really hate man like being on my deathbed and then like knowing that i didn't fucking did the best version of me yeah that, that, that's just huge to me so that's why that's why like that hustle and all of that is like that's why you know going back to the topic of fitness i'm like yo i gotta do the best thing i can if i gotta sacrifice the gym i'll sacrifice yep. it i'll make it up for that later <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know so yeah shit i think we've had some great conversation um, this is a good one no no I appreciate you because, like, yeah, this is the first time we met. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, shake, I'll shake your hand. Don't worry. No, it's the first time we met. I was like, 
so, probably something that happens with Kyle where like if he doesn't know the guest or I don't know the guest I'm like alright how oh, the hell the fuck is this guy go? who the hell is this guy right <laughs> like no it's an awesome conversation I, I didn't know that you did like e-commerce videos I know that like you're like you built all this from like you moved your like less than a decade ago you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. learning language and everything so like kudos to you bro like 100% Thank like, you, man. Thank no, you. like making it far like forget about the girlfriend like the girlfriend whatever they, they <laughs> yeah, come yeah, and they yeah. go there's yeah. Millions of girls <laughs> all over the world. Like, you know what I mean. Future Jose, listen to this wisdom, man. This is the <laughs> yeah, real yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, if there's, if there's, if there's probably the best moment to be able to overcome an experiences is probably where you are right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two years ago, probably would have been a lot tougher for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I mean, as I said, is is you know, I'm definitely allowed to reach this guy right now. This is literally the first thing that I was one of the when I was talking to my mom about it. I was like. I'm definitely allowed to reach this guy right now, but it really would have sucked to go through this and be broke at the same time. Yeah. Like, that would have. <laughs> like, can you imagine, bro? Like, yeah. you, you, you know, you fucking break your heart one day and then you're like, how and am I going to pen it Bro, like, it would have really sucked. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an experience, man. You know, it's obstacles. And as he said, I think um, it's just what makes you a man. Honestly, that's just the other way. It's For just sure. what makes you a man. That's a good way to end. If you're watching this, Become a goddamn man. Become yeah. a goddamn man, You're like 18, man, 19 years old. Just like figure it out a little bit. You know what I mean? Right here, Jordan Peterson quote. Yes. Oh, let's hear another one. Better to be... Hold on. I got to think about it. I think it's... <laughs> hold on. I think it's better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war. 100%. Boom. That's it. Drop the mic, man. Boom. Drop the mic. Drop Boom. the mic. Boom. <laughs> drop it. It's where, floating. Where, <laughs> where, where, where can people find you? Just like share social media, social uh, website. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, obviously you should be. You can find me at GLB Studios. That's my Instagram. You're going to find a lot of content there about e-commerce. If you're an e-commerce brand, I mean, just go on there. You're going to find a gold mine of content on like, you know, how to make how to make better content for yourself, how to make like, how to start building that brand, what type of content you do. As I said, it's JLB Studios. Um, and then for the website is Jose Betancourt, S-A-H-A. If you go to my web, you know, my Instagram, it'll yeah. be easy to find it that way. And we'll have, we'll have it linked in the description on all platforms. We got Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. The whole nine. We got everything. If you're an e-com brand and you need videos, hit them up. Hit them up. Got you. Um, for us, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. Send it, send it to a friend who's sitting on their ass and needs to fucking see this. Exactly. If you have, if also if you have any people that you want as guests, comment down below. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, we have a lot long list, but like, yeah, we can throw some in new ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you, as you guys heard this very handsome man say, you know, you you got to start from the bottom, man. And so do do you do your friend a favor and send him this stuff so he can become an entrepreneur, so you can motivate him. You can get him to know what he's missing on. So, there you yeah. go. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you jumping on, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. That's it. Bye bye.